This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan, and I'm so glad to be back with you today. Um, So I wanted to talk with you about this issue that happens for so, so many of you struggling in your marriage. Um, And it's the topic of when your husband says no to therapy. I know that there is probably nothing more devastating and disheartening than to observe your marriage going through trials, observe the issues um, between you and your husband, and to get up the courage to, one, acknowledge those issues, and two, request help, right? There is something that happens within you where you get to the place of realizing we can't fix this. I can't fix this on my own. And it often takes a lot for people, especially very successful and ambitious and accomplished uh, women to get to the place of realizing that, right? Like you are so successful in other areas of your life. You can accomplished so many other things. You've gone through so many other uh, hardships and overcome so many other obstacles. And to be in that place in your marriage where the things you've tried are not working, where um, the conversations you've had are unproductive and where how you're feeling on the inside is not changing, that is an extremely hard place to be. And so when you finally have a serious conversation, right, about going to therapy because, you know, in my conversations with women, it's it's common that both of you will acknowledge like, hey, this isn't getting better. Hey, we should probably talk to someone. But it's a passing conversation, right? It's a passing conversation that you think about and he thinks about and nothing ever really gets done. But whenever you reach the point of really being committed and decisive about that being the next step you must take, and he's not on board, right? That is devastating. It's soul crushing even. And, you know, you have entered that conversation um, most times from a place of really a desire for things to get better, really for a desire for him to see the things that he needs to be doing differently for you to work on the things that you need to be doing differently. And when you feel like he doesn't see the value in that, when you feel like he's not willing to work with you in that way, it leaves you really feeling like, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do now? And I know that you may be feeling defeated. I know you may be feeling hopeless and you may be asking yourself that question, like, what 
are we supposed to do now? How will things ever get better if we don't take action in this way? And first, I want to let you know that I personally have been in that same place in my own marriage of seeing things turn the corner, of seeing things go downhill for such a persistent time, despite my efforts and despite my husband's efforts. Um, There was a recognition that some of our issues are just too big for us to try to talk it out. Like we need a third party. We need someone to moderate this conversation so that I can see the things that I'm not seeing and you can see the things that you're not seeing and we can finally get to a place of understanding and a place of progress forward and a place of solution that actually works for us. And I remember you know, having that conversation, right? That that this is the conversation where I am requesting we go to therapy. And I entered it with the expectation that he would say yes. In fact, we had been to um, therapy before. We had seen a therapist for a particular um, issue in our marriage before. And then when that issue sort of bubbled back up for me, I sought out um, a relationship coach. I wanted a slightly different approach than the traditional therapy route. So I sought out a relationship coach that I started to see on my own um, and then invited him into that process. And at that time, he was willing as well. And of course, we got premarital counseling. So the idea that he would be resistant to getting outside help for our marriage just wasn't really for me within the realm of possibility. And so when I sat there on our couch in our family room, wanting to have this conversation and wanting him to get on board with the conclusion that I had come to, It was really devastating when he said no. And I found myself very confused. I found myself very angry and resentful. And I really took his answer to mean not only no to therapy, um, not only no to getting a relationship coach, um, but no to me and no to our marriage. It was if he was not choosing our marriage. It meant to me that he was not choosing me. And that line of thinking, that interpretation, that perception of this moment in time caused a lot of subsequent suffering. And so on this podcast, I'm going to talk a lot about suffering and how sometimes we contribute to our own suffering by the way we see a situation, by the way we think about a situation, by the way we feel about the situation. And so, you know, when my husband said no, I sat and I stewed and I remained in disappointment, despair for a few days, right? I was, I was, I'm grateful that I have many of these tools and um, 
ways of seeing things that I share with you all. Um, but in those days, right, where I was sad and hurt and angry, I felt really hopeless. And I felt like, you know, the help that I saw we needed was now unavailable to us because he said no. And so today I wanted to just share with you the way I had to see that situation, um, the mindset shift that needed to take place within me to actually do what still needed to be done for myself and for my marriage and how that shift in thinking, that shift in being within me actually created much of the change that I wanted to see that I thought could only happen by my husband and I meeting um, with a professional to help us. And so, you know, in this situation in my own marriage, what I came to understand, and this is probably the case for you as well, is that in most uh, relationships, there is one person who is the thinker and one person who is the doer. And so for us, I am the doer. I am an action taker. When I see a problem, I look for solutions and then I take the next steps to move forward. And my husband is not that way naturally. He is a thinker. He stays inside his head a lot and does not often communicate what is going on in said head. I, on the other hand, I do take time to process. I do take time to think. And I do stay in my head sometimes. But when I feel like what's going on in my head is being unproductive, is not moving forward, um, then I do something different. And that is the action taker in me. That is the forward moving, um, ambitious, goal oriented, um, achievement type of spirit within me. And that's not to say that my husband isn't ambitious and goal oriented and all of those things, but he does sit in his head when he doesn't really know what to do. And if you're, you're finding that your own husband is like that, then that is probably what's going on with him. You know, men are hardwired to be solution focused. They are designed to solve problems. And whenever they're confronted with an issue or a problem that they can't solve, they get stuck because their job is to solve it and they can't solve it. And so they are resistant to taking action until they feel like they have the actual solution. And so I didn't recognize that at the time, but now I see it that, you know, his being in his head is him trying to come up with the solution on his own. And that creates a lot of tension when you are the doer, the one to want to take action, and he is the thinker, that becomes a huge issue when you don't have the right perspective about the situation, when you can't see it in another light, in another dimension, from another seat at the table. And so I'm going to offer you four specific um, points, four pers specific perspectives that I believe will really help you, one, make peace 
with the reality of where you might be right now. And then two, to actually move you forward and ultimately get you some of the progress that you are seeking. And so the first thing that I'll share is when, you con- when you're confronted with this situation and you have a lot of anger and frustration and resentment about his no, that you need to recognize within yourself this desire, this need, this want to control, right? And I think that that desire and need manifests itself in a lot of different ways. One, you will have a knee-jerk reaction of wanting to demand that it happen, wanting to demand that, no, we're going (laughs) to therapy. You will have the knee-jerk reaction of giving him an ultimatum, right? Of, no, if you don't do this, then you're leaving or I'm leaving or we may have to separate, right? We tie a consequence to it in an effort to control and in some ways manipulate him to doing what we want to be done. And, you know, I want to help you develop this beautiful art of self-reflection and seeing yourself in those moments. And I want you to just think about for yourself, like if I am attempting to control this situation, if I have said, no, we have to do this, or if you don't do this, um, what that really creates in terms of the dynamic between the two of you, right? And so being this way, being a very in control and um, sort of Uh, going after what you want type of woman has served you so well in other areas of your life. And I I honor that because it served me well, um, just the same. But when it comes to marriage, right, part of healing the relationship with your husband is you being able to just honor and respect his decisions. And so that doesn't mean that you sit down and you, you know, become hopeless and apathetic about it all. But it does mean that you consciously choose to relinquish control of that situation and allow him to be who he is being in that moment. And when you can look back at yourself and see how you were trying to control in convincing him of the need to go to therapy, you'll also probably find some breadcrumb trails of times when you have tried to control things within your marriage before and maybe how your tendency to do that may be contributing to some of the issues that you have right now. And so if you've reached the place of wanting to go to therapy, it's likely you've gotten there because you see many, many things that your husband is doing that are not meeting your needs, that are falling short of your expectation, and that are making you unhappy. And so you have to take a look at that. You have to take a look at that and also your motivations for wanting to go to therapy. Are you truly there to transform yourself or are you really there because you want someone else to tell your husband what he needs to know, what he needs to see, how he needs to change and what he needs to do differently so that you guys can move forward? And so if you answer that question and you really shift your perspective to being in a place where 
therapy or coaching or counseling is the right next step, then you'll see, which is my point number two, that it's the right next step for you. That in his no or in his not now, there is still the opportunity for you to get the help you need. And the reason that's so important is because at the end of the day, you are the one in pain, right? Yes, he may be upset. Maybe he's experiencing his own hurt. But when you came to that conversation with him, you came to that conversation because you were in pain. You were the one suffering. You were the one so unhappy with the way things are. And maybe right now he doesn't think it's as bad as you do. Maybe right now he isn't willing to address his part. Maybe right now he doesn't think that getting a therapist or getting a coach or getting a a counselor is worth the investment of the time and money because maybe he doesn't believe that person has the solution. Maybe it's because he believes What's happening between the two of you can't be fixed, right? And you have to allow him to feel that way. And you shouldn't judge him or resent him for that. And in actuality, right? In actuality, his resistance could be exactly what you need to push you to where you're supposed to be. That his no could be a gift in disguise for you, right? And you have to make up in your mind, you amazing, incredible, worthy woman, that he does not get to describe how you help yourself in this situation. He does not get to uh, hold you hostage in this place of uncertainty and anxiety and worry about the state of your marriage. He does not get to rob you of having your own internal sense of peace and happiness. And if you see his no to therapy, meaning no to the progress you need to make, then in fact, you are doing that to yourself right? So as a man, he operates from a place of certainty, meaning that he needs evidence that things are going to get better before they actually get better, which is very counterintuitive to us. But what you must do in this moment, what is required of you is that you must Stop allowing his no to prevent you from getting what you need, right? You have to stop telling yourself that he's the reason you will stay stuck, right? And you need to instead put your own happiness and own resolution to some of these issues in your own head, um, in your own hands rather. And you can get help for yourself, right? I work with a lot of women who have had husbands who have said no. 
and they make significant progress in terms of how they manage themselves, in terms of how they feel in the marriage, in terms of how they show up for themselves and for the marriage. They make significant progress in one just accepting him for who he is being right now. And they do that not to condone his behavior, but for their own peace of mind. They are so in search of peace that his resistance to getting help means nothing to that process for them, that they're going to go after it no matter what. Even if, you know, it's not the way that they thought they should be seeking that improvement in their emotional well-being, right? And so the way you get there is by first recognizing that sometimes, right, his no can help you move forward and creating more of the things within your life that you actually want for yourself, right? So when you enter a process for yourself, for your own self-improvement and within the context of a disappointing or failing marriage, you then begin to put the focus on yourself and what you need and how you can meet your own emotional needs, how you can increase your faith and your relationship with God and really allow God to heal you in those places that need to be healed. And you surrender um, that situation to God, which is my third point, that if your, your husband has said no to therapy, that this is the perfect opportunity for you to really, truly, honestly, deeply release and surrender this situation to God. It is a moment where you can choose, I am not going to push and nudge and try to make this happen in my own strength. Right, The Bible says, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, Lord. Send your spirit. And so this is a moment for you to truly turn this situation over to God. Because let's be honest, you've been thinking you've been turning it over to God. But now you really put your husband's and you, you lay your husband at God's altar in your mind. And you allow God to do the work in him that needs to be done. You allow God to move and soften his heart and to give him new eyes to see you and to see your marriage. And in the meantime, you allow God to work on you and the Holy Spirit to just saturate you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet where you are transformed. You are um, changed by the renewing of your own mind right? That happens through God and his spirit and his word. And it happens through your action and speaking with someone who can challenge your way of thinking and help you break through those barriers that you've placed on yourself and the way that you are seeing your marriage. And so what a beautiful moment for you to really allow God to occupy that space in your heart, right? Where God can be all that you need in this moment where your husband is falling short, where he's not seeing the damage he's doing. You can let God repair it, even if your husband is unaware. And I did that. I had to do that. I had to just really, instead of taking my concerns and my issues to my husband, I just took them to God. And the way I did that is I saw it as, you know, when you're a small child and, you know, someone offends you or takes a toy or hurts your feelings 
And you have this natural tendency to go tell your parents, right? Like, I'm going to tell on you, right? I'm going to tell on you and I'm going to go to someone who has more power, who has more authority, who can help me in the places where I can't help myself right now. And if we can take that same way of being, that same concept, and take these issues to God first, knowing and feeling fully confident that he will handle it, he will take care of it, he will stand up for you, he will fight for you in this battle. We can rest in his peace. We can surrender willingly. We can surrender gladly because we've now placed this hard situation in the hands of someone who is so much more capable than we are. It is a beautiful thing. It is a good thing. It is a God thing to turn to your father who wants only what's best for you. Let him handle it. Let him do it. Let him move it and shape it and mold it and rearrange it just the way it needs to be done. Just the way it needs to be done. He's got it. God's got this for you if you will just hand it over to him. And then the fourth point that I want to offer you is you have to begin to train yourself to look for and identify other ways your husband is willing to work on the marriage. When you feel that therapy or getting a relationship or marriage coach or seeking a counselor is the only way he can demonstrate to you that he's willing to work on the marriage, then you shut the door, you eliminate, you exclude any other way he may be willing to work with you, to put forth an effort, to make progress, right? It's not that he's blind to the issues. It's not that he is ignoring the issues. It's just that that particular way of addressing your marital problems is not something he's comfortable with right now. It's not something he believes in right now. Is not the next step he thinks needs to happen. And so if you can get out of your one-way street on this decision, you open yourself up to seeing and being able to acknowledge the other effort he is willing to make, the other effort he is actually already taking. And so in my own marriage, I reached a place where, you know, I wanted to hear what else he thought should or could be done. I was open to that. I entered a conversation with him with the only intention of understanding his perspective on this. And he was actually very surprised, you know. I I asked questions and I listened only. I did not respond. I did not try to share my point or my counterpoint. I listened 100%. That was my only intention in that conversation. And that required a big conversation with God and a lot of prayer on the front end. But the Holy Spirit convicted me to just keep my mouth shut and to just ask questions for clarification, ask questions, and to truly come from a place of wanting to understand. 
And so in that process of hearing him out and understanding where he was coming from and what was going on in his mind, we could then get in a place of alternative solutions. And so ultimately I decided to go on and seek the help of a professional for myself. I did that. Um, And I continue to be in a space of being open to doing that any and every time that I need to. I encourage you to do the same. But, you know, we decided that, you know, we would read books together. And I will be fully transparent and fully honest. That felt like the consolation prize to me. That felt like a much less attractive alternative. And when we first did that, I restrained myself in that process that, you know, doing this work and working with couples and individuals myself, I sort of can see from the outside the questions people need to grapple with, the conversations they need to have, the lens they need to approach a self-helping process like that. And because I was feeling a little bit defeated, like, well, if you want to do it this way, like you're in charge of it. I didn't use my own strengths to help that process be as effective as it could have been. And so we would have conversations, we would read a book, and because I was feeling a little frustrated, because I was a little in my own feelings, I didn't give it my all. And I used those conversations and reflection on those books as my own platform to like dig into my husband more. And that was not honorable. And that also pointed me back to my own reason for wanting to go into therapy in the first place when I presented it to him the first time. It was to change him, to get him to see all the things he was doing that were frustrating me and hurting me and annoying me. And so eventually, you know, because I was also seeking help for myself and turning the situation over to God and recognizing my own need to control, I began to be more engaged in that process. I began to, you know, enter it and guide it and shape it and use it really for our betterment as a couple. And we are in a much better place now. I am so happy to say that we are not to the finish line, to the pinnacle of that happy, beautiful dream marriage that I have in my mind. But we have worked through some issues. I have learned to understand his perspective a lot better, which creates much less conflict or tension or that cold, silent treatment that sometime was a very frequent visitor in our home. And more importantly than that, I have grown and I have evolved and I have become a person that I am proud of, a person that has willingly entered this uncomfortable, messy, chaotic process of my own self-development. And that is having a ripple effect in every area of my life, not just my marriage. And I think that is the beauty, that is the gift, that is the present that is being presented to you right now in your husband's no. It is the opportunity to you for you to say yes to yourself. 
Yes to your own self-improvement. Yes to your own growth. Yes to your own higher self. This situation is demanding that you, my dear, become a completely different person. And so now you have the choice. Will you say yes to you? Will you say yes to your own betterment? Will you say yes to your own happiness and your own progress? Will you? I hope you do. So again, the points that you need to keep in mind in this moment, in this time where your heart is aching and struggling and suffering and losing hope, you have to first recognize that in this situation, you're trying to control things. You need to recognize that you can still get help for yourself. You need to recognize that this is the perfect opportunity for you to release and surrender this situation to the almighty God. And this is a wonderful chance for you to look and to seek the other ways that your husband is in fact willing to work on your marriage. Thank you so much for your time and attention. And I hope that this has been powerful for you. And I hope that you will say yes to yourself. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.